Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Scholars of the Nine Lore podcast. We are your hosts, I, Psychonaut, and Boney Mantella. What's up? <laughs> we are members of the PC Legion of the Forsaken Brotherhood, known as the Brotherhood of the Nine. Uh, we're here to actually delve deep into the lore books and look at your favorite characters, weapons, and storylines from the past, present, and future of Destiny. So, right now, some of the things that we're going to be talking about, favorite lore and weapon and armor pieces, and I think we're going to start it off with our friend Boney taking on what we like to call the lore of the week. Alright, so uh, the lore of the week is we will be presenting a lore piece from either uh, armor, weapons, or just straight from a lore book that uh, we either find interesting or funny. And uh, <laughs> this lore of the week will be a mark of the great hunt from the last wish raid, which happens to be my favorite raid. Um, really? Nobody knows that. <laughs> no one knows that. Alright, so here is the direct lore from it, um, from the lore tab. Mara stared at the wall of wishes. She had no more bargains to make. Her plans were in motion. There was nothing left but the wait. She pulled the sidearm from a hidden holster and cracked a dozen rounds into the wall. The cosmic balance shifted. Somewhere in the Dreaming City, Riven heard the Queen's wish and a thousand shrieking tears into reality cut through the space in front of her. Lord Shaxx suddenly blocked Mara's view of the wall. Yes, and we'll all be dead, he was screaming at no one with the mug of caffeine <laughs> He stared. He, st he started, <clears throat> almost spilling his coffee. Where are we? Mara slapped the mug out of his hand. It shattered on the floor. She shoved a, a weathered book in his face. I told you there would come a time when I collect for the refours. Read this out loud. No one tells me what to do, he said, grabbing the book <laughs> and incinerating it in a bolt of striker lightning. I can recite the Tempest by heart. And he did. <laughs> Mara sat and listened. They stayed for a long time, and the helmet stayed on. So, you know, I like that piece <laughs> because it's, like, insinuating what uh, Shaxx and Mara did. So, you know, it's a little, uh, maybe PG-13, a little bit R, maybe. No, it's, it's a, if it's a PG-13 uh, PG range, I, I can appreciate yeah. that. So, um, again, marks are hunter items, if I recall correctly. T titan items. Titan items. Titan oh, okay, okay, that makes perfect sense. Shaxx is a freaking titan. Yeah. Um. So that being said, so two things that I love about this. One, Marisov uses a sidearm. Hilarious. Like, yeah. I want to know what that weapon is. Like, I want to know because, like, we have real. I, I want. That's got to be an exotic. Like, that's got to be something that be. has yet to come be. out. So I think there's so much to mine from that. Just thinking about what Marisov's like, the queen's sidearm looks like. And then on top of that, um, the the last statement says it all. You know, the helmet stayed the on. Helmet you know? stayed on. Yeah, it says it all, right. I think. <laughs> Just fun. Uh, I love the Last Wish raid armor and the lore behind it. So, I, I mean, uh, as it stands, uh, I, I, it's funny to think about how... You know, we've sat in front of that wall before for at least 20 minutes shooting those little discs. Yeah. And like, wait, wait a second. We could summon Shax this whole time? What the heck? What's that combination? Wish 15. Wish 15, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, actually, oh, no, it makes Shax's voice come in, doesn't it? It is. But... Yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> I want to fucking it's raid not. with Shax. For real. Like, seriously, he's one of the only reasons why I love Crucible as much as I do. <laughs> like, he like, just makes it work. 
I'm the Shaq's Funko Pop to the left of my PC. <laughs> Him and Abe just chilling there. Like, yes, Shaq... and we'll all be dead. You know, you can just hear it in his voice. <laughs> right, yeah, I know. Like, I, I read that in my head in, like, Shaq's voice. Because, like, Shaq's is such a distinct character in, like, Destiny. And, like, he's one of the reasons why, like, I, I don't hate Titans. Yeah, but I can appreciate that. It's because of Shaq's. Like, Zavala can, like, you know, eat ass, like, in a <laughs> bad Talk way. Talk about PG-13. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Shaq's over here clapping some uh, cheeks. Yeah, we know who's queen. we know. Yeah, the queen's cheeks, as it were. <laughs> Bring that up to Aldrin. Oh yeah, trust. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, thankfully he's well, lost his memory, as it were. So yeah. we're thankful about that. Spoilers. Pre Aldrin. Yeah. Or pre Crow, I should say. That's a great fucking lore piece. I'm freaking lore piece, man. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> Probably have to. Whoever edits this is gonna have to do a couple of bleeps. I'm sure. Oh uh, no, we got an explicit thing. I think so. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so, so it will be good. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, that being said, that was a great little piece. I look forward to where we can bring out. I like how there's always these fun little conversations that can be had about Destiny War pieces, and that was just on point as an amazing one. Thanks, man. Yeah. Oh. Um, so as another thing that I, I know that we're interested in talking about is kind of what I like to call future focus. And in that, we're trying to guess where future story might go, take um, uh, and based off a, a unique evidence from you know past lore items from both Destiny One and Destiny Two. So my choice of lore this week is going to be uh, it's it's kind of multi-tiered, but it starts off with I would argue one of the best sniper rifles in the game, uh, Whisper of the Worm. I've used it plenty of times in raids. I'm sure most of y'all have too. The raid is annoying as heck, and even getting the uh, um, catalyst for it is even more so. So those of you that have it, hats off to you. You are very, very talented guardians and deserve all the praise that you can possibly get. But uh, I'm going to jump into the lore on that right quick, the little lore tab that you get when you uh, press A when you're looking at the weapon, those things that so many of us look over. Um... It starts off, Zol, the will of the thousands, perished but was not destroyed. Death is a road. Death is metamorphosis. The unsacred union between destroyer and destroyed. The might which defeats a god is also the ambrosia the god craves. The meat-sweet logic of existence asserted by violence. The binomial decision between two ways of being which deny each other. In dying, Zol fed richly. Now came Zol unto the taken upon Io, who fed Zol with plunder and tried to make it make of it an idol and a, a commanding will. Yet Zol was bound jealously to the very logic that sustained it in its death. It wanted the sword proof. The single proof. It wanted to become a rule which divided the mighty living from the mighty dead. It whispered the anthem anathema. The temptation to dominate the objective universe with the subjective will. It said, I shall be an engine to make your desire hegemon over your conditions. It said, wield me 
and use me to test your foe. This was its worship, Ayat. One of the most intense, I think, lore books, I mean, lore tabs that we have. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I like the voice you use. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. It's intense because I think uh, it touches on some of the most important things that we know. Well, most of us are, it's almost a meme that Zol, the Zol fight is a strike or was a strike. Yeah. Um, and that's actually one of the things I hope that the future brings us with the vault is that they're actually going to rework that and make that a raid. That that would be pretty dope. And um, I think Panathis uh, from the Chris of Osiris, just getting a little off topic, but I feel like he got fucked as well because that was a strike. But Yeah, 100%. Like, these are things that I think people realize because these are characters that were made up to be very, very important. Like Right, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, strike boss. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I, although I will say, like, I like how um, in the Taken King, how they had... fucking oryx as a like you you quote-unquote kill him or beat him in the regular campaign but then uh, you actually have to kill him in the raid which i thought was they did that nice i felt like so the thing that i liked about that flavor wise was um so oryx took himself kind of the thing so that's what allowed him to beat marasov you know kind kind of tying things back together because mm -hmm. uh um those of us that have played Destiny 2 know that, you know, Marasov is long gone. But those of us that played Destiny 1 got to see her fall to Oryx in, in the Forsaken, in the, um, fall, I'm sorry, in the, um, when the reef was raided. When, set, right. when, when everything started. The reef when, or whatever. Yeah, when the shit hit the fan. Um, and so that being said, we got to see her fall. But we also, in the process, see Oryx literally take himself which was the thing that allowed him to become the almost godhead character that he did. We were actually defeating him in the raid, in, in the King's Fall raid, inside his pocket dimension. Because you know yeah. how any, any type of ascended being has an ascendant realm? Yeah. Um, Marasov has an ascendant realm. Ascendant realm, yep. Um, uh, Kallus has an ascendant realm. Yeah. Anybody, anybody that's done the Leviathan raid to completion, uh, spoilers. The void room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Knows the room where you're facing the, facing the gigantic head. Well, we all know that when you beat the actual boss, it's a robot. Well, we the actual Kallus is in the ascendant realm. Like he doesn't have a physical form anymore. Just like Marasov doesn't have its physical form anymore. Just like Oryx didn't have a physical form anymore, but was still influencing even after the fact. So one of the interesting things about the Whisper of the Worm that I kind of want to tie back to Destiny 1 stuff was we get to see a worm, a, which are literally supposed to be the power within the hive as a species, yeah. become a weapon that Guardians use. The Whisper of the Worm was the second time we saw that happen I think, if I recall correctly, the Touch of Malice was the first, and it also happens another time, which we're going to get into. But Touch of Malice is really what I wanted to touch on, because we actually use Oryx's worm in Touch of Malice. Like, the Ravenous Heart is Oryx's worm, which we rip out of him in the Nightfall Raid, which allows us to kill him. 
That's why when his corpse goes flying out into space, it's just falling apart. It's because the thing that powered it, that sustained it, is no longer there. We ripped it out of him and we're putting it in a gun. So, quick question, a little off topic. D1-wise, did you do King's Fall? Yeah, oh yeah, Touch of Malice was one of my pride and joys. Alright, cool. See, uh, myself as D1 player, uh, pretty shitty, you know, probably only got like 120 hours at max. Never did any raids. Did like three strikes, I think. Uh, yeah. But, so I didn't have Touch of Malice in D1. So I'm kind of excited to like hear what you got to say about it. Like, oh, so the gun is so awesome. So it's like, okay, there's three different aspects to it for all intents and purposes. Like you have to collect the shroud. You have to collect, uh, which, which let me let me double check the the phrasing on this because I got to make sure because it's important aspects of it. I believe it was Ir Anuk was the whose shroud it was specifically. Um, the weaver who actually um, what the weaver's position was was to basically um, bring things together in harmonious fashion that were typically against each other. And so we have the ravenous heart, literally um, the worm that sustained Oryx. We have tons of different of these, um, uh, if I recall, um, hadium flakes, I believe is what they were, um, which are these unique um, minerals that could be affected by both light and dark. We use them with light to um, create the swords in the first game. So if you had yeah. a sword in the first game, you had to collect Hadium Flakes and you had to infuse them with motes of light, and then they became swords, and that's how we utilized those. But with a touch of Malice, we actually didn't infuse it with uh, motes of light, but with Worm Spore, which, worm is, spore. which was literally a hive darkness uh, source. So you have the Hadium Flakes, you have the Shroud, you have the Ravenous Heart, and then I believe the last part was the Blade of Famine. Okay, which was um, specifically taken um, because it there's two different things that you look at. If you notice on Touch of Malice, there's an actual little ornament hanging from it. Yeah. So and when you actually get the uh, perk triggering, so there's ten, uh, there's eleven shots in the in the actual magazine, but the last eleventh shot, if you keep doing damage with it, you keep gaining life and you never have to reload. And it's really awesome as a scout rifle. Game yeah, you you it drains life from you, it, but it gives you life back for every hit you make. So it's like wow. a. So what's happening is if you see how the ravenous heart is the worm, mm -hmm. the perk that you get that actually sustains your life is called Touch of Mercy, and the icon for Touch of Mercy is that little talisman that's hanging there, which comes from the Blade of Famine which was utilized to funnel all of the sacrificial energy that was being given to Oryx to sustain his worm. So what you're doing is you're feeding the worm god who is then keeping you alive and not and allowing you to not have to reload. He's feeding you bullets instead of wow. action. So it's this really cool like dynamic of like model function like all the parts that you had to put together mm -hmm. all of those things just come together to this glorious flesh badass looking weapon that in the form of it like fundamentally the coolest part is is like you have those like gyroscopic little bars which are hive runes kind of containing oryx's worm once you go down to your last bullet the barrier on that disappears and you're literally exposing yourself to the hive worm god it's really cool and so flavor-wise, it's just so rich as a weapon. I just cannot wait to get those kinds of fun things in the near future because 
as I believe most of us are aware, the next expansion is the Witch Queen. With Savathun. Ha, yes. And we've already known about her since, um, what was it, Crown of Sorrow, I believe. We've kind of got the implication that she's been doing shit since then. Yeah. Like, and uh, so... Yeah, go ahead. These guns, these guns all pertain towards, like, the, the future or what. We are going to speculate our next uh, expansion, the Witch Queen to be about or whatever. You know, just throwing that out there, I guess. Well, I want to touch back on one last gun that I know you had something you wanted to say about that also kind of follows this theme of taking worms and turning them into weapons for guardians. Yes, so like Whisper of the Worm, this gun, you know, Xenophage is... A big boss shredder uh, using a lot of raids. All right, so the lore of this uh, is um, this might sting a little. <laughs> there was only darkness until there was light again, a third time. I knew it, knew I'd be back one day. Only this time, I was something else, something not human, not by choice, of course. Those damn hive, they weren't just trying to kill me. They were using me to get it to my light, to drain it from my soul for their sick experiments. But the idiots screwed up. They didn't just drain my, drain my light. They took the whole lot, the entire thing, soul and all. I'm still me. I'm just not the me I knew, the one with two arms and two legs. I'm just something smaller now. But honestly, it's no bother. The fire, the fire inside me, it came too. And it rages now, more than ever before. The fools have no clue what they've done. No idea the price they'll pay. I'll have my vengeance in this life, not the next. Omar. Aga? Um, yeah, yeah I, don't, I honestly don't know how to say it either. I think it's Aga. <laughs> but um, that is cool. I've never actually read the lore piece on this gun, but I knew it was living, and I knew it was like uh, some type of... So, so if I recall correctly, um, I've shit. Um, Sorry. if I recall correctly, it was specifically um, in the raids that we did on. I can't remember where they the ripped. Moon? No, no, no. The raids that we did in Destiny Two that got pulled out from the vault, where they rip out the light and they turn them into those void bombs. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, oh that's that, had uh, the really bad voice acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Savathun's eye. Savathun's eye. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what's yeah. Well, it sounds like that—that's what's happened to to this Omar Guardian. Except mm -hmm. instead of becoming yeah. just a void light, he became literally the the core but, of a weapon. Yeah, and I mean that weapon's badass, and that's why when you reload it, you see that fire stuff. Like I don't know what that was, but cool as shit to know that solar is from from inside of him. That that, that well, apparently he was a uh, a hunter, so it's probably solar like his. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's probably his sunshot just gosh, coming out. Yeah. <laughs> right. But um, in the grand scheme of things, uh, you did touch on it earlier, um, this idea of living weapons. Um, there's this idea that we've kind of been exposed to these things, and we also know that we have energy weapons, which utilize light powers to charge them, too. And I, if I, I haven't gotten it yet, but have you gotten the, the stasis weapons? The, I do have the grenade launcher, which is the only stasis weapon out right now, to my to knowledge, mm -hmm. unless, like, the new raid rocket launcher... I don't uh, think that is. comes out till this weekend. Yeah, but hopefully. <laughs> but um, so you so you're using it, but does it actually have the stasis like icon on it? It does indeed. Okay. Like the dark stasis. So 
I think that's pretty cool how they're they have that as their whole other like uh, weapon damage type. Do you want to call it that? Well, I mean, I would call it a subclass, even a weapon subclass. subclass. Like weapon just like how subclass. we have, we have like a or weapon damage. Well, weapon damage. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, because it's weapon damage type. Yeah. So we have stasis damage. We have arc damage. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but the reason why I bring that up is because this idea that this whole expansion has been exposing us to Aramis and you know this elixni being touched by darkness. I mean, we've known some, from the beginning that the Hive were touched by darkness. Like, yeah, I mean, like, even in this lore that we read or whatever, you know, like, the Hive making these fucking guns out of people and shit. I mean, I'm sure they can't do that on their own, you know? I mean, the Zol, like the worm gods, you know, they're, they're darkness and shit themselves or whatever, you know? Well, yeah, I think if I recall correctly, uh, I, it's the worms that help give the hive the ability to become powerful. By feeding the worm inside of them, they become powerful. Yeah, I'm uh, trying struggling to remember, but I watched that uh, four-hour um, Bife video about like, <laughs> death yeah. and stuff. And like, there's this nice long segment about um, Sabathun, you know, and her sisters and mm -hmm. the, the worm gods and like, you know, th that really was interesting to me, and that's probably, like, my favorite part. Unfortunately, I don't remember it. Uh, well, a couple months ago. Well, one of the big takeaways, though, is that Oryx um, and Sabathun are in the same court, for all intents and purposes, as, like, mm -hmm. there's three leaders of the hives, hive gods, as it were. Oryx was one of them, Sabathun was the other, and I think Hashladun was the third, if I recall correctly. No, yeah, I can't remember. I can't Maybe. remember. I'd actually have to look that up. I actually, I'm going to look that up, right? I feel like uh, it's worth noting. Uh, Oryx, Savathun, and Zivu Arath. That's what it was. Zivu Arath. Zivu Arath. Yes, yes. Um, they're all siblings. And um, as it stands, we are pretty sure that the Witch Queen is going to be covering Savathun. This past chapter has been us getting exposed to the first, I argue, darkness subclass because if you look um on your character screen when you're switching between let's say arc and solar and void you're all on the light subclass option and yeah then you switch over to the other side and it calls that even though it's only one it calls it the darkness subclass menu and so that, to me, implies the fact that they are likely going to be giving us options that might flesh that area out more than just stasis. So, if, and oh yeah, I I feel like, like even if they don't give us new supers per se, because like I mean everyone's like complaining about the stasis supers right now in the the PVP area aspect at least, and mm -hmm. uh, I feel like they will give us like different fragments and aspects. If they aren't going to give us uh, new supers. Agreed. Like, they're going to give us different um, ways of approaching the ones that we already have. Or how to maybe yeah. like, customize the builds a little bit better. But I wish they would do that in de uh, with the regular subclasses as well. Yeah, I think that's give coming. more like a D1 feel. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that. I feel that. That being said, um, the idea that I was kind of touching on was this concept of that if we got stasis this time, stasis is arguably a counter to solar, for lack of a better phrase. Um, yeah. 
we can imagine that we're going to be getting something that's going to be either opposite of arc or opposite of void maybe in the next two se uh, expansions with uh, the hive queen or the witch queen and um, lightfall I mean we already yeah. got a, the exo stranger that being the person that we get our um, our stasis stuff from I mean there's already a schism between Eris and the vanguard there's already a schism between um, Osiris or maybe the drifter so those are characters that could easily be our our uh, faction of dark guardians. Oh shit! Uh, huh? Interesting. So this is like hella off topic. Probably just gonna edit this out. But I <laughs> wanted to search up and see what like the the void and destiny's terms are because I think I like read somewhere that it's like supposed to be like gravity. So then like the stasis version of it would be. Anti-gravity, correct? But Ooh. I searched up Void Destinypedia or whatever, and it said, like, the Void Within. And it was talking about it, and, like, I guess it's, like, the final expansion. It's the ninth and final expansion of Destiny 2. And it said that uh, we're going to get some new uh, subclasses of classes. So for Hunter, we're going to get the Vindicator, Titan, Bulwark, and then for Warlock, Doombringer. Ooh. So, I mean, I just, there's, like, I mean. That I mean, was just readily that, available information. Yeah. I mean, I just said that just because, like, I thought you'd Where was it sourced? It. Where is it sourced from? Here, I'll send you a link. Yeah, I have do that. no idea. Yeah, because that's something, it's like, it could just be somebody talking at the butt, you know. Right. Probably. Okay, so, yes, this is this is under the fan fiction. Oh, is it? Yes, 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 yes. Unfortunate. Unfortunate indeed. But I don't disagree that there is something to be said because most people that work in fan fiction, I don't want to discredit it, most people that work in fan fiction are just as deep in lore as you and I are. So there is something to be said because you, I mean, you, you, you easily were like, oh yeah, this kind of scans, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, so you said you looked up what Void was um, in the Destinypedia, and the idea kind of was very much presenting itself as kind of like gravity. And you said the idea that the opposite, that might be anti-gravity. I thought that was a very interesting uh, yeah. uh, uh, perspective. Or like a, more like an absent of light and mm. uh, darkness and matter. Yeah, so know? it's like we have like a – we can so imagine – call it gravity because like if you think about like the supers kind of you know you got tether mm -hmm. i mean you got bubble but like more of like i think more of like for gravity for titan i don't know like suppression grenade kind of gives me a gravity feel just because like it can bring um supers you know it can suppress them so mm -hmm. i just think it's like bring them down to earth but like you know whatever because <laughs> like they can both like negate the enemies tether and suppression grenade for titan makes perfect sense i could make an argument for bubble as well um, because what you're doing is you're creating a, a literal field where nothing can get, it's so high gravity, nothing can get through. Right, it. yeah, I guess, yeah, for sure. And so, um, it's like, I can imagine that there's something to be said for that. I'd like to think about that in a very interesting way, because, I mean, I could think about arc and how what arc represents is something that is, uh, electrical, and, like, um, I could see something, like, grounded or like some like metal or like insulation kind of a 
approach to being counter to that. You know, something that's just like it stops all electrical impulses cold. Maybe like a earth or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I imagine they'll come up with a different name for it. Like right. But something like that, where it's like you know, if arc and ground, you know, like as like to ground electrically something. Mm-hmm. But I'd just be interested to see how they choose to approach it, um, because worst case scenario, um, I reason why I think that again is just because of what they've been giving us um, in game. I like the idea of where that person was at, where they're like they have to be giving us new classes or subclasses, like where that person's fan fiction was. Because that's literally where what people have been asking for, and we're not getting Destiny three, so no. they're gonna give us a lot of what they were gonna give us in Destiny three and Destiny two now. Right. So that was a really cool find. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Bringing things together, um, I'm thinking that at this point. We're kind of touching base with all those fun little topics and trying to wrap things up and, you know, kind of give us an idea of who we are as far as like Guardians right now, where the story is. Um, I like to think that in the Witch Queen and in Lightfall, we're going to see expansions into the darkness for the players and a schism happening. But that might be like a little bit of a pipe dream in my own form of fan fiction. Do you have any thoughts about where these things might take us? All right. Uh. Maybe destination-wise. So in the Taken King, we had the Dreadnought, right? Word. What about for, like, let's say, Lightfall? You know how it's that big Dorito ship? What if instead of a Dreadnought, we're inside of a Dorito? Ooh, interesting. And Well, so does the darkness have a physical manifestation? Um, Cause put it this way. What are we going to shoot? Battle, <laughs> we, we went into, like, the, the pyramid or whatever. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, the veil is supposed to be like the darkness enemies, I believe. Oh, but... okay, 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 okay. Interesting, interesting. Because these things are supposed to be paracausal. So it's like the only way that the traveler or even light wielders can be damaged is by taking out what I argue are mini travelers or ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe there are those kind of entities for the darkness as well and so you're saying that instead of there being a dreadnought that we go to or maybe we go to the dreadnought to find a way to, to the realm to face these things yeah, yeah maybe or like maybe they just got like some like type of ascendant plane or some shit you know bet I think that's on point friend um, but I think that's a good point for us to wrap it up. So uh, I'd like to thank you all for joining us on this deep dive into Destiny lore, looking at you know fun things from <laughs> Marisov and Shaq's questionable yeah. relationship all the way to the possibility of what uh, future classes might be for us as Guardians. So look for more on Destiny from Truth and the crew over at the Forgotten Brotherhood. Uh, <laughs> lol. Uh, forgotten Brotherhood. Uh, the uh, look for more from Truth and the crew on the Forsaken Brotherhood podcast, and see you all star side. See you all star side. <laughs>